coming at you from the EBITDA Growth System Studios, looking out at the beautiful Rocky Mountains. My name is Dave Gapkiewicz, and I'm with Mike Watkins, and we want to welcome you to the Making Business Profitable podcast. Good day, Dave. Good day, Captain Watkins. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. I feel good physically and... Uh... You know, spiritually, and uh, really excited about 2022 and EGS, our customers, our industry. I, I'm just good, man. I'm, I am too, man. It's a, it's a great. This is our last podcast of the year, so uh, I'm super excited that uh, I'm super excited for 2022. If 2022 is half as good as 2021, um, at, holy cow! Just the things that are going on in this business and, and what we're doing with people and for people and beside people, uh, I couldn't be more excited. I'm with you. I'm with you. So, what do you got? What do you got today? You know, we added this uh, this new wonderful person, Bernadette, uh, to our team, and uh, you know, I got a, I got a little story about Bernadette. Yeah. So Bernadette, <laughs> by the way, is uh, is our CFO resource and. Typically, a small to medium-sized business, the first person that they bring on board outside of the founders is a, is a finance person, and we were no exception, and uh, we struck gold. Let me tell you, and we struck gold in so many ways. One of the small ways we struck gold is she is the best person to take the lunch. I'll tell you what, you take her to, <laughs> you take her to Chili's, you take her to a, a Mexican restaurant, and she goes all out. All out, and she orders a quesadilla with cheese. That's it. Just cheese quesadilla. That's it. We're like, what about protein? Um, no, I drink my protein. Yep, yep. And then if you get pizza, she orders pizza. And what she? What kind of pizza she, she orders? She orders pizza with jalapeno peppers, and then she takes the jalapeno peppers <laughs> off. Basically, some baked bread. <laughs> <laughs> so if uh, she was telling her husband, she was like, you know... You really struck gold here, so because I have to be the cheapest state ever. I'm like, well, I I think it's uh, I think it's great, and but boy, talk about a wonderful personality and a wonderful person. Such a great add to our organization, and uh, a little shout out to Bernadette this morning. Absolutely, what a blessing. So, what are we talking about, bud? What are we talking about today? So, you know, we're going to try to break. Uh, this is a big topic. The topic is uh, the business case for data driven manufacturing. I mean, I think. If you're reading Industry Week or Machine Week, I mean, you're going to come across these concepts and they can be a little bit intimidating. So Dave and I just kind of want to break them down for you. And uh, so the business case for data-driven manufacturing, but we're going to probably do it in three or four parts, right? Yep. Yep. I think the three parts are, you know, number one is how to fuel lean initiatives. Part two is the intro to change management to create a sustaining system. Um so, so that way when you build it, it, it stays upright. And number th- four, we're just going to bust in uh, Gemba. And we're going to talk a little bit more about Gemba and how to, why to, and, and, uh, and, have, uh, and have number three talk about Gemba. It's going to be a good thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, Gemba is a game changer, but we want to you know, work ourselves up to that. That's right. That's right. So uh, how to fuel lean initiatives, Mike? Um, uh, before, before we get into how to fuel lean initiatives, let's define what the business case for data-driven manufacturing. What is data-driven manufacturing in your eyes? So, you know, I think uh, back in the day, you know, day when you were a pup, uh, 
machinist uh, did things manually and uh, and there was just not a lot of need for data, nothing was automated and uh, you could observe what you needed to observe and, and you could maintain things um, maybe in, in uh, manual records. But it's 2021, it's 2022 and um, there's just tremendous amount of data that your organization is producing. It's not a matter of, hey, I need to start producing data. Your organization is producing a tremendous amount of data. And data-driven manufacturing is, how do I leverage that data that my company is producing to increase my gross margin and therefore increase my profitability? That's Absolutely. It. It's, it's all about how to gather that data and use it, right? It's just how to get all that data since you have it there. It's how to use it to your advantage and your employees' advantage, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So how to fuel lean initiatives. So lean, everybody wants to talk about lean. And usually they want to talk about lean when they're talking to me, but I don't know what that, what the heck that's all about. But uh, how to fuel lean initiatives. <laughs> lean, let's break it down a little bit. Um, number one, the first thing you got to do to get people on board is understand what lean can do for you, right? Um, sure. My grandfather was a, a great man, uh, and uh, he said, have a place for everything and everything in its place. You know, lean organizes your shop. You, you know, it's the worst thing, the biggest enemy to lean is when someone's setting up a machine and looking for a wrench and they can't find it, or going and fetching material, or fetching tools, or, or fetching this paperwork or that paperwork, right? When somebody has to leave their workstation because they don't have everything, look at the waste Look at all the waste in that, right? And I'll tell you, Dave, you know, what do we, we see 25, 50, yeah, closer to 50 um, shops a year, and uh, they're broken into two camps. Either it's, you know, it's just dank and dirty and uh, everything doesn't have a place, or it's, it's, it's sharp, it's clean, and, and we just see the two. We see the two poles. The mindsets, employee, yeah. owner, ownership mindset. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and and there's another thing too. Once you have everything organized, you have to have the proper tools. You can't give somebody uh, a half inch wrench when they need a hammer, or a hammer when they need a half inch wrench. Right, right. Right. You, you can't give you can't give people the stuff that's just going to get them by. You got to give them the tools that are going to get the job done right the first time. Right. Absolutely. And. Uh, those employees at those shops that are clean and, and everyone's got the proper tools, they are into their work, man. I mean, and, and when you come by, they want to show you what they're doing and they, yeah, I mean, they're just more proud of, of the work that they're doing and the place that they're doing it at. And when everything's tight, you can measure what's going on easier. You have all the right tools, but you have data at your fingertips right then and there, live and accurate, right? So now you got a measurement and you have it available for you right now. It's easier for everybody. Yeah, you know, when you, you typically we're talking about an ERP system where we need uh, employees to not only uh, enter uh, into the system to start their day from a timekeeping standpoint, but we also need them to sign in and out of jobs. So you're asking them to, uh, participate in your ability to, to gather the data you need to run the enterprise. And um, so you have to give them a context for that. You can't just walk in one day and, and start asking them to do other things because they're like, I'm a machinist, man. I, I don't want to be doing this other stuff. Yeah, and at the same time, Mike, even if it's archaic and you're doing stuff 
with pen and paper, not pencil, pen and paper, right? And you have all the proper tools. You got a place for everything and everything in its place. Now, instead of running hither and yon to go get stuff, you can stop, write down what you need, and go right back to work. Stop, write down what you need, go right back to work because everything is right there in a condensed area and it's easy for the employee. So just by de facto, it's easier to do sure. to, to jot down that information and measure stuff, right? So, and, and next is flow. Lean is all about flow, man. How efficient can your process happen? How can we make the flow easier? easier for people, easier for your process. So your process needs to be bulletproof, right? When you hit the button, you need to know what it's going to do. You, you get into all kinds of different stuff. So, but it's all about flow. If, if it's, if it's catchy, if it's hitchy, you know, and you're, you're catching a corner here and there and nothing ever seems to go right the first time and it doesn't work very well, you should dive into it and get a, get a hold of a lean expert. In fact, uh, one of the, my favorite exercises with a with an existing customer is when we do process mapping. Oh yeah, and you know we just come in there with flip charts and we just get after it, and it's inevitable that we find that you know you're doing this three times, you know. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, did you know that? And, and well, no, we didn't know that because you got three different people doing it. The recent one was: is why do you have seven hundred percent inspection in this part? Does it get better? <laughs> well, that was our answer on the quality audit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so and then that's another thing. I mean, when when once they get their quality cert, uh, they don't feel like they can do any more continuous improvement because this is what we said, and that's just not the case, right? That's right. That's right. It's a uh, but when everything's flowing well, not only do you make it easier on the employee, but it reduces variation. So when you do things the same way with the same tool, same torque, at the same time, and the same step in the process, variation goes away. And when you eliminate variation, you find more flow, right? Absolutely. And I think that's, I mean, that's what Lean is all about at, at uh, Toyota over there. Um, I, um, I often display the uh, P&L for Toyota, um, General Motors and Ford, and uh, I would like to see Teslas. Yeah, that'll <laughs> we'll be talk about that next time. Yeah, but um, Toyota is all about lean, and uh, their gross margins are embarrassing. I mean, they're just huge compared to Ford and GM, and uh, it's it's lean that generates those gross margins, and therefore Toyota is so much more profitable. Let's since we're by the Rocky Mountains, let's talk about skiing and you're a professional skier and your job is to hit the jump just right but halfway down the slope you have to stop and rebuckle your boots and adjust it and then take off again oh, oh, let me adjust the other boot you know what if you had to do that how far how do you think that jump would go yeah yeah it'd be dangerous even be, right so that is flow it has to be smooth and has to be it almost has to be smooth and feel like wow this is just happening so so really lean into that so and also, number two, you got to use the understanding to get buy-in. You know, how do you fuel lead in initiatives? You got to get buy-in by creating understanding. A lot of people are like, oh, lean, lean. I don't want anything to do with lean. And most of the times, because they don't understand what it is. Sure, sure. Yeah, you, you said training is critical. I've heard you say that uh, to, to business owners. And it is critical because the less people know about lean, the more scared they are when you when you introduce that concept. So, 
You can make training fun. You can make training very informative. Uh, you can, and, you know, you're developing skill. And that's a, that's a major retention item for these, uh, these young people entering the, the industry. So training is critical, and uh, it's, a, it's a great way to get their buy-in. Absolutely. So when they understand that lean eliminates waste and it optimizing, optimizes processes and it cuts cost and it boosts innovation for the employee and gets the employee involved, when they understand that, things start firing, man. But you need to teach them what that's all about and how that happens. Because if you eliminate waste, it's less the employee has to do. Sure. If sure. you optimize a process, it's less the employee has to do, and it makes it easier on them. And if the company makes more money, uh, it it rewards the employee. And if employee, if it boosts innovation, because when the employee comes up with a new idea, look at what it does for the employee, right? Sure. So, sure. but to get there, it's so critical to train. And, and like I said, the less people know, the more scared they are of, of lean. So you really got to know about it, right? Yeah, and I, I, I like what you just talked about in terms of what's in it for me, because that's what the employee, they're tuned to that radio station, WIFM, like what's in it for me? And so if you want them to buy in, you have to let them know what's in it for me. And when we see lean uh, initiatives uh, turn the corner and the company becomes more profitable, because that's what we're all about, and uh, those owners share some of those profits with the team in terms of bonus, that's a... That's what's in it for me when I see that. So how to, how to create a business a business case for uh, data driven manufacturing? Uh, let me tell you. Let me tell you. This is step one: is how to fuel lean initiatives. And if you follow these steps and get people on board and get everybody on the same bus, all of a sudden you get buy-in and things start happening. So look forward to the next one when we talk about you know how do you sustain these changes once you get things in place. You know how do you put things in place to sustain it because that's that's pretty catchy, right? Yeah, I mean, change management for the small and medium-sized business owner is, is a foreign concept. They've tried it. They've tried to bring change to their company, mm-hmm. and, and they've not had success because they don't understand that change management is a process. It's a science. And so we're going to introduce those concepts around change management, the science of change management. Um, if you can get that change management implemented, you create a system. Absolutely. Your business is a living, breathing organization putting off data by the second. And the more you can dive into that and look at the data and make improvements and make it better for your people, the more successful you will be and the more profitable you will be and the more happy your employees will be. Right on, Dave. Right on, Mike. The Making Business Profitable podcast is brought to you by eSquare Marketing. At ESM, we are your social media management team that puts your mind at ease. Not only can we help with your social media management services, but we can help with your paid advertising, email marketing, website design, video, and even podcast production. Visit us online at eSquareMarketing.com. systems do what we do to impact lives through improving business performance. To get access to our content or engage us in any way, you can reach our contact page or any of our information on our website 
at www.ebitagrowthsystems.com.